Welcome to the Ritual of Practice podcast. I am your host, Angela Houghton. I am a mom living in the desert Southwest. I practice a lot of things, including yoga and meditation, horsewomanship, and being a kind human. This is a podcast to inspire your practice. I interview people about the how, when, what, and where of their practice. May you find inspiration in their stories to keep showing up for your own practice. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. I love hearing all the different rituals that people have for their practices. If you have questions or want to connect, please reach out from my website, theritualofpractice.com. You can also find me on Instagram as Practice Grace. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love. Until next time, keep practicing. Today on the podcast, I am editing uh, my very first interview that I did. Uh, this interview is with Matt Cherry, and we're talking about primarily about mountain biking. Um, there are a couple of things that really make this interview special to me. And it's funny, I noticed uh, I'm, I'm kind of grinning ear to ear, but also grinning, smiling in my heart after listening to the interview, um, because I feel like it really gets at the essence of what inspired me to do this podcast. Uh, Matt talks a lot about mountain biking, connecting him to nature and spirit in our interview and the timeliness of this. So I interviewed Matt on the winter solstice and now it is we're quickly approaching today it's it's june 1st and you know i do hope to have this posted before the summer solstice but you know regardless it's quickly approaching so you know half a year between when i recorded this interview to you know when i will be getting it live and you know, I'm just kind of you know giggling and, and feeling some lightheartedness about this because I was just laughing earlier today about how long it takes me to learn some things. I was like, goodness, uh, I was hiking this morning and thinking about how a lot of the stuff that I am studying and practicing right now, I feel like I've been studying and practicing for years. And yet, you know, I can appreciate you know, where I'm at in the journey being different than where I was 10 years ago. So, or even a year ago, uh, a couple other things that stand out in this interview. So I just did a uh, mountain bike retreat for women, mountain bike and yoga retreat for women this past weekend. And one of the coaches who I've coached with in the past, we were doing this panel and she shared a story of something that I had said that I didn't remember saying at all. Uh, but it comes up again in this interview with Matt, which is essentially like how we get out of our own way. And, um, you know, it's another thing that, you know, makes me giggle and, and reminds me to have humility because I feel she said I was essentially telling her, <laughs> sounds like you just need to get out of your own way. And I, I think I, my entire face blushed when she said that on the panel, um, you know, because it was like a mirror being held up because I'm constantly trying to get out of my own freaking way. So anyways, uh, that comes up in our interview as well. And yeah, I just, I found my conversation with Matt to be incredibly inspiring. And so whether you have any interest in mountain biking or not, I imagine that you will find some inspiration in this interview to whatever it is that you want to practice. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Oh, you look so cool and legit. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? All right. 
yeah, you sound great. Uh, those nice. are like um, glowing. I know. They're Avery's <laughs> gamer headphones. Is it cold there? Uh, it is chilly. Well, not too bad. It's like 32 degrees, but. Right on. My is this... hair is, is oh, a mess, so I, <laughs> I have a hat on. Right on. Cool. Well, so I will edit this and if it's usable, <laughs> if I think we'll just run with it, but if not, it would be awesome to get a second stab at it. Um, cause really sure. my idea is to test these questions that I have and see how they work. That sounds good. Yeah. So, um, hello, Matt, Matt Cherry. <laughs> Happy. Well, I guess should, it's the winter solstice. I don't know if, um, when it would actually air, but I guess we can just acknowledge the day that we are, um, getting together on the winter solstice. Yeah. Have you been outside today? Yeah. I played hockey this morning. Oh, nice. Yeah. How, the, how was the ice? Uh, I was good. Yeah. We had a cold night in the teens and the ice was great. I'm going to play at four o'clock also. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Doubling down. Yeah. It's my other passion besides mountain biking. Right on. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today to talk with me about mountain biking and your passion for mountain biking. I have several questions that I've put together to kind of get to the stories in the heart of your passion so that the listeners can yeah, hear about your journey with this particular passion and you know, perhaps someone will have interest in mountain biking themselves, or they'll be able to, you know, utilize something that you share a little nugget today to apply to their own passions. So my first question is what initially sparked your interest in mountain biking? Uh, well, I wanted to find a way to get outside and be active, um, I used to run trail run a lot and uh, it was just kind of hard on my knees. So I decided to get a mountain bike and it was such a nice way to get in the woods and pretty low impact on the body, but still a good workout and still got those endorphins going. So yeah, that's really, I think, what what helped me get into it. It was just wanting to transition, kind of doing something active, but not trail running anymore. Something that was, uh, yeah, easier on my knees and just uh, a good way to get in the woods. Do you remember, was there a particular person that uh, introduced mountain biking to you or what, something that happened? Um, there wasn't a particular person. Uh, I was riding a road bike and I loved being on a bike. Just that feeling of kind of like when I was a kid, that feeling of being on a bike and feeling free and just cruising and seeing, seeing the countryside. Um, and when I got my first mountain bike, and started getting into the woods. It just was such an awesome way to be in nature. And 
I kind of, I think that's what hooked me. It's, it was just a way to get in nature, um, explore new places and it kind of took off from there. Do you still road ride or would you say you primarily mountain bike? I primarily mountain bike, but I do have a gravel bike that I like to ride. Uh, also, especially when the trails are not rideable, you know, in the spring when everything's wet, I usually get on my road bike, but I also like to go on longer road bike rides in the mountains. Uh, just a, a really nice way to see a bunch of country. Um, yeah, it's just nice to kind of cruise and, um, enjoy being out for a few hours. So this isn't actually on my list of questions, but it's something that I heard when you were just speaking about this, um, being out in nature and, you know, the riding that we have done, although we have done a little bit in the trees, cause you said in the trees, which was very much reflective of where you live. But as you know, where I live in the desert, um, I think about this cause it's also this connection to nature, but not a lot of trees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess a different sort of outdoor experience. Um, but still the vehicle to be in nature. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I love to mountain bike anywhere, um, but I live in Vermont, so it's the woods, you know, Uh, there's not really a lot of variety in terms of the riding here. It's all, it's all in the woods, uh, which is awesome, but I I love being in the desert and riding my bike in the desert um, or in the, in the mountains out West too. Sweet. Uh, right. My next question is, um, do you remember, you may not remember this, if um, time passed, like did a, a period of time pass from when you had your initial interest in mountain biking to when you actually took the action to start doing it? Was there like a buildup of getting the bike or learning the skills to do it? Or did you dive right in? Um, that's a great question. The first bike I bought was just kind of an entry-level hardtail bike, so just for suspension in the front. And, you know, I got out there on the trails somewhat consistently. uh, But when I got a full suspension bike, a really nice bike, that's when it took off for me because it made the riding so much more enjoyable and so much more fun and I could do a lot more on that bike I felt more confident because the the bike was able to to handle a lot more and help me feel more confident so it just became so much more fun and that's when it really took off and I just remember you know wanting to get out there as much as possible and it was also cool to see my progression like I started getting better I think partly because I was riding a lot but partly because I had a bike that was able to to do a lot more than my first bike so that's what helped me um, launch more fully into it do you remember about how long ago that was yeah that was in 2015 so not that About long ago. Seven or eight years ago. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. My friend Tyler uh, helped me get 
that full suspension bike. Um, so I guess he was one of the reasons the door opened for me. Um, you know, he, Tyler was living in, in Utah and I was living out here, but he, he had a way to get a good deal on a bike. So, uh, he lined that out for me and, and that's, that was a huge opportunity. When he lived out East, um, when they did that brief tour, his what he and his wife, did they live close to you where you mountain biked on your hardtail? I know they spent some time on the East coast. I don't know if they were close enough to you during that time. Yeah, they weren't close by during that time. Um, but Tyler did come out, uh, in October before he passed a few years ago and he, he came out for five days or so and we did a bunch of riding together. It was wonderful. Yeah. I remember hearing about that. It sounded like a fun trip for both of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, one of the things you just said really speaks to why I wanted to do this, why I enjoy doing this podcast, which is that the more you did it, the better you you developed the skills and then it kind of fed itself. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I think that that's really fun and can really, um, be perhaps a nugget for the listeners of, yeah, how something can do that. Like you were taking pleasure more and more pleasure. So doing it more, which then fed, you know, the improvement of the skills, which then fed the desire to do it even more. Um, this next question kind of goes in another direction, which I don't know, um, with this amount of time that you've been doing, if you've had a period of time, but was there, um, a period of time where you lost interest in mountain biking, um, due to other things that were going on in your life or just, I mean, really due to anything. I have never lost interest (laughs) (laughs) since I started. All right. Yeah. yeah, And it's kind of gone in the opposite direction. I've just become more and more invested in it and passionate about it. So, I mean, there are times when I'm not able to ride a lot because of the seasons in Vermont. Um, Like when, when it's spring and there's still a lot of snow in the woods, uh, the trails are not rideable or they're, you know, very wet and not rideable. Uh, So that's, that's only be, I I don't ride that at that time because I can't, Um, I would if I could, but um, yeah, I've never lost interest. It's just hooked me and I've, I've been really excited about it ever since I started really getting, getting into it in 2015. Well, it's, it's fun to hear you say that because I, I think I'm closer to like 30 years. I have to have to do, no, probably like 25, between 25 and 30, closer to 25, probably years of of mountain biking. And I have certainly lost interest, not like where, like I completely fell out of love with it, but where, um, kind of my interest level in different aspects of it or the time I was investing has, has shifted. Um, but I very much, um, love mountain biking still. It's something that has stood the test of time for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you shared your skills with anyone else since you've started riding? Yeah, well, I've definitely made some really great connections and friends through riding. And 
that's one of the things I love about it is it's this way to connect with people and have a community with other people that ride. And uh, I've learned, you know, from friends that are better than me, um, different skills. Um, you know, I've, I've shared some, some kind of feedback or, or, you know, skills with people that are more new to it. But um, I think uh, for me, getting out on a ride with someone else makes it even more fun than just going out by myself because you have that mm -hmm. shared experience and that shared joy and that, um, yeah, just kind of that energy increases when when I'm doing it with other people. Mm, I couldn't agree more with that, Matt, because I think we share it in this, that we all, I spend a fair amount of time riding by myself also. And that is something that I've re reflected on in recent years, just that shared joy of like that reflection um, of bouncing off of another person and, and sharing that is really special to me as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Um, what about, so we talked a little bit about skills and you said that that naturally developed over time. So yeah, kind of leading into, um, I mean, you did talk about getting a full suspension bike. So my next question, you know, are special tools needed as far as someone who would be interested in getting started with mountain biking? So, uh, let me just try that question again. Um, so if someone wanted to get started mountain mm -hmm. biking, say they heard this podcast or, you know, saw a magazine article and they're like, you know, that sounds like a lot of fun. What tools would they need, um, to, to explore this sport? Yeah. Well, I think, uh, a decent bike for starters is a good way to enter into it and, and, you know, someone could rent a bike from a bike shop, but rent a nice bike to to see what it's like having the right, you know, good equipment or the right equipment. Uh, I really think taking a class, you know, a beginner skills class or something like that is a good way to get into it. I never did that. I wish I had just to get some foundational skills under my belt in the beginning. Um, I've just learned the things I've learned through doing it or learning some skills from other people. But uh, I think doing a class or a workshop, some kind of, uh, you know, professional, uh, professional opportunity like that would be really helpful. Um, and also knowing you know, starting with beginner trails, because there's lots of different levels of trails from beginner to advanced. And, uh, you know, I, obviously, you don't want to start on trails that are more difficult, because it's not going to make the experience very fun. <coughs> but um, yeah, start, start with easy trails and build up some confidence from there. Um, as you, as, as one gets better. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, that's really great advice. And I couldn't agree more. It's funny to listen to you 
speak to that because when I started riding, those sorts of things weren't available at all. And now there's, there are a ton of options to do that sort of thing. Um, especially here where I live in Moab, Utah, I would imagine some where you live as well. Is that accurate? Yeah, for sure. And one other, I think opportunity is, you know, there's different mountain bike festivals in lots of different places and they do group rides. And so, or even connecting with a bike shop that does a group ride and they usually have different levels, uh, you know, for people doing a group ride. So riding with other people in an organized group ride could be a way to, you know, have, have a starting point where you're connecting with other people that have some experience. I think that's excellent advice, Matt, to check out. Um, we'll first connect with your local shop and then also explore, you know, if there's places you want to travel to go to a mountain bike festival or some other event to really immerse yourself. Um, that could be really fun. I've done that with other things. Oh, this is one of my favorite questions. Um, how has like what you've learned and experienced in mountain biking affected other areas of your life? Is there anything that if you reflect on how that's impacted other areas of your life, uh, I think that'd be fun to hear. Yeah. Well, just one funny thing that I've noticed is that the way I drive my car is similar to how I ride a bike. <laughs> and uh, I, it's hard to explain, but um, it's a similar feeling, you know, uh, being in a car and being on a bike and going through curves. And um, it, it's really silly, but I, I get the same uh I have the same awareness and I'm like picking my line in my car and just like I would on my bike. Um, so that, that's just a very random silly thing, but, but on a more kind of serious note, I think one of the things that I love about mountain biking is that it, it has so many benefits for me in my mental health um, my spiritual health in terms of getting out in nature and feeling connected and being in the moment. Um, and I, I feel so good after I ride my bike. Um, I, I have a lot of energy. I have, uh, just more clarity in my thinking. I have, um, just more of a positive attitude and mindset. Um, so yeah, it just it does, and just being outside in nature, let alone the physical benefits, um, it gives me a lot. So I'm always thinking about when can I ride my bike next because I want to mm. exp- have that experience and feel those things again. Um, you know, at the next possible opportunity, um, you know, it's connected me to friends or help me make new friends um so there's tons of benefits for me um not only just the immediate benefits of how i feel after i ride my bike but um but i think you know longer term benefits of just like my physical health and wellness is is hugely improved by doing it 
It's really beautiful, Matt. And just to have awareness surrounding all of that and the connection like speaks right to my heart. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, that's the bulk of my questions for today. I feel like we got to the heart of it. Is there anything that you want to share that we haven't talked about or that you want to leave the listeners with? Um, I'll just say that I think it's, it's really, really important to have a passion or passions in life. Um, cause the benefits of those are for me, you know, joy is something I get a lot of from riding my bike. Um, and you know, a connection with myself, my body, um, a connection to nature. And, you know, there's lots of things to be passionate about. Um, but I think being passionate about something helps me feel more inspired. It helps me feel um, more engaged in my life. Uh, I have other, some other passions besides mountain biking, but I just think it's so important uh, to find a passion and, and really, you know, what, it's easy to dive into a passion once you find it because it's, it's almost like this, there's a, a natural attraction to it because it's so beneficial. So um, there's just so, so much value in being connected to a passion. And, and I'm, I wish for, for people out there that they haven't found their passion that they do, or if they've found a passion that they continue to put energy into it. That I, I just love, I, this made me think of another question that I didn't, I kind of like went around earlier um, because I think sometimes people are passionate about things. And this is kind of where the meat of the podcast um, is as well, is that they don't quite know that it takes commitment. So it made, when I was listening to you talk and I was just thinking about your other passion that you shared at the start of this podcast of hockey and you're like, yeah, I'm going to, I played this morning and I'm going to go play again this afternoon. And something that I've noticed for myself with my yoga practice. And also, I mean, really with everything that I'm in just the, the regularity. So I, without any sort of judgment and also just to speak to, um, you know, it's, it is, there's, um, it's seasonal and cyclical because of what's going on in life. Can you give the listeners an idea of maybe time investment when you speak of like, this is something you're passionate about, you're doing it regularly and maybe how, like kind of the high and low of that, because, um, I, I don't want someone to think that they have to do it five to seven times a week, even though that might be what you are doing in season. Um, to be passionate about something, but I do think an important element of um, committing to something is that there is a discipline, that there is a regularity to it. Um, yeah. So I'm just curious kind of what that looks like for you on a regular basis. Yeah, that's a great question and a great point. Um, I, for me, you know, in the summer, I try to ride my bike every day. Because I have the time, and you know, life is 
is not as packed as it is at, at other times during the year. Um, but it's also okay if there's a day I don't want to ride, you know, I don't want to ride my bike or don't want to go for a ride. Um, I don't want it to feel like any kind of obligation, but um, I'm committed to it in the sense that it, it does so much for me that if I'm not doing it, I lose out on those benefits. Um, and it's, you know, like I was describing with the seasons here in Vermont, it's cyclical in terms of, you know, I ride my bike all summer. I have the summer off from my job so I can do a lot of riding. And then in the fall, I ride pretty much up until we lose daylight because then it's too dark after work to, I don't really like riding with a, a light in the dark. Um, it's just not as fun. I don't get to see all the beautiful scenery. So once daylight savings happens uh, in November, beginning of November, my riding just pretty much stops. I mean, I'll do it on the weekends, but during the week, um, I'm not really getting out as much. And then, then winter happens. I have a fat bike and I ride that in the winter when the conditions are good. But Can you tell the listeners what a fat, what that means, a fat bike? Yeah, a fat bike is a bike that has uh, four five-inch wide tires. And you can ride it on snow, like packed frozen snow. It's really fun. It's a, it's a different kind of riding experience. And out here, there's a number of places where groups of people will groom the trails for fat biking so they'll you know pack it down and groom it similar to cross-country skiing groom trails um and it 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 makes for a really fun experience and i have stud studs on my tires so i can if it's icy it's not really a big problem because i have metal studs on my tires um so I'll do that in the winter to some degree, but my main focus is hockey in the winter, and I try to play as as much hockey as possible. Um, again, it's a great community with that that I'm a part of. Um, and then in the spring, there there's not there's not not much I can do in terms of those two passions because it's too warm to play hockey and the ice is gone and the woods are too wet to ride my mountain bike in. So um, that's a bit of a hard time just because I don't have those two activities to engage in. Um, so, yeah, I don't think a passion, you know, a passion is something that someone needs to do every day. Um, I think it can maybe lose some of its luster mm -hmm. if it's, mm -hmm. you know, just an everyday thing. Um, I think doing it consistently is important, but not ever feeling like it becomes an obligation or something that, you know, becomes like a, like a have to or something, you know, a have to in a, in a negative way. Um, 
yeah so i think just keeping it uh, keeping a passion as something that you know one looks forward to one is excited to do um finding the balance with that is really important i completely agree with you and also I've just observed in myself and I've noticed in other people, sometimes an inability to harness oneself for something that they do want to do, um, where they can kind of, you know, come up with any excuse for something that maybe, you know, isn't more important, but they make it more important than this thing that they really would love to spend time doing, whether it's just filling the time with like TV or, um, social media or whether it's, um, work. I mean, yeah, we've all spent time doing that. And so I don't know what the magic, um, you know, I'm, I don't want to say that I know what the magic <laughs> formula is, but I think that like what I hear in you is that you, it feeds itself. Like this is something you, you love. And so it isn't such an effort to, um, to make time for it and to make it a priority because it gives back to you in such a big way. I think when someone's just getting started with something or they have maybe a habit of not prioritizing um, themselves, there's that bridge and it'll be fun if, yeah, to, to play with that um, on this podcast of, you know, what, what becomes the bridge for people to, to get out of their own way. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that's really true. And like you were saying, mountain biking and, has never gotten to that point where it feels like any kind of obligation. It's always something I look forward to. I'm always thinking about when's the next time I can get on my bike. Um, I think about it, you know, I think about my week and I'm like, okay, well I have free time on this day, this day, and I'm going to ride at those times. Um, So it's never felt like something that, has lost its luster. Thankfully, I hope it never will. I hope it continues to be what it is. Um, but if it does, I mean, I can go find something else that for can, sure, <laughs> a new passion. That's a great attitude. I do want to acknowledge though, Matt, something I just heard you say, which is exactly what I'm speaking to is that you look ahead at your week And you look at when you can fit in this thing that you love. Like it actually almost makes me want to cry because I do that too with several areas of my life. I look at my week and I'm like, when am I going to do this thing? When am I going to spend time with this person? Um, And so I'm looking ahead and prioritizing it. So um, yeah, I think you answered it without even, (laughs) I love it. Well, um, this has been such a joy uh, to take this time with you to talk about something that I also love so, so deeply mountain biking. And um, yeah, I, I'm just so thankful that you were willing to do this. And uh, I really appreciate your time today. And I would imagine that there are many nuggets that our listeners will be able to take from this, this talk we had today. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really feel honored to be (laughs) interviewed about this. Yay. Well, I'm going to um, stop the recording and then I'm just going to, because I I think we'll still be connected here. Let's 